Hello, friend. Welcome to Almost Cancelled. I'm Peter, and this is Connor. Hey, everyone. We're going to talk about Mr. Robot, Season 2, Episode 7. It's called Eps 2.5 underscore handshake dot SME. SME, Connor? Any any thoughts? No. No, but so, once again, going to guess encryption. Yeah, someone told us what the last week, well, one was last week, and I've forgotten that. I don't have it in front of me, but uh, we like to find out, so by all means, keep telling us. Uh, full spoilers for the episode as follows. Um... So they finally, finally revealed things to us. We've been talking about it all season, and they finally showed their hand. How did the you feel? The illusion is finally shattered. Yeah, how did you feel about how they, uh, they showed us that? Although I will say, actually, before we get to the actual reveal, is that over the course of the episode, I had shifted Phil into prison rather than mental hospital for yeah. a couple of reasons. Uh, which you can probably guess, mainly the, uh, the the attempted rape and shanking sort of stuff was. It was also the way they referred to Ray. It was more guard rather than doctor. It was also it was that it was also the way Leon when he was talking about the halves and how people felt about Elliot. It mm. made sense. It was like a group of people. Like why would they be saying that? Like if it was just the neighborhood, half of who. <laughs> yeah, it's like it was another case of before they told us they were very explicit. So even if people hadn't been like theorizing it for the last six episodes, they made it very clear in this one before the reveal. I think. Yeah, there was more blatant uh, issues. That said, though, and when he was speaking to his therapist, and you know he mentioned living with his mother, I'm like, oh, he just said that. She's going to yeah. pick up in that, and then she she sort of went quiet, and I was like. Oh wait, I'm, I'm getting this. She's about to bring this, this up. This is where it is, yeah. And then she's like, I need to ask you a question. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. And then she said, where do you think you are right now? Like, and it's such that perfect reminiscence of last season of, of Darlene going, who do you think I am? Mm, yeah. It just mirrors it so perfectly. Except this season, the difference is, is that it's been intentional. Elliot's... He's aware. Yeah, yeah, he's been keeping this from us because even once it gets revealed and we see the prison bars, and I like that they showed every location and showed it morphing into the, yeah. what it actually was, so that you know, you, you got that the streets were just the hallways and the the prison. Yeah. You got my the, favorite was definitely the the diner canteen. Go on. Just I don't know. I really like the way it went up to the lights and then comes back down and it morphed. I thought it was just a much nicer transition than the others. Yeah. Um, actually, no. The one I thought was the most impressive was the the support group. The way mm, they just kind of panned really on his head because well. I didn't even notice they decided to wear an orange until it stopped. I was like, oh wait, they're an orange now. Mm. Yeah, that was really good. That was a, that was a really sleek one. Um, but no, I think uh, the, I mean the episode titles handshake and he, he talks about handshakes at the start and the episode's kind of about him sort of agreeing to coexist with Mister Robot because we spoke last week about how. Like him taking the beating, and that was a really cool thing as well. By the way, during the when he was getting beat up, and it was just the cutting. flashes. Yeah, yeah. And you that see was really Mr. great. Robot instead of him, that was really, yeah. that was a really nice touch, just to put that in kind of like a, I guess perspective. Like, yeah, it's just showing you that this relationship's ongoing. It wasn't a one-time yeah. thing. So all all that stuff's really good. It's him getting back into the groove and finally getting back into the world. Though there's an argument that could be made that you might feel this is too late in the season like if you said episode seven is too far into it to done this you should have done this around two or three episodes ago where would you stand on that 
if it was still 10 episodes a season, maybe. But with the extra episodes, mm. nah, this is fine. Okay. You, okay. you get that extra leeway to, to do this, I think, by having the extra episodes. So, yeah, I'm all right with it. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I have no real complaints either. It's, it's interesting how Elliot was kind of missing for almost all the last episode. And we focused on Angela and we focused on the... No, he wasn't missing. We had the, the sitcom bit, but in terms of present day normal, you know, reality, yeah, like it, it kind of skipped almost all of last episode. It was kind of weird how this week it picked up almost it back back to where it was previously. Right, you're back in the computer chair. How are you dealing with this? Um, yeah. Now, which character? We'll we'll deal with Ray first, actually. So the revelation that he didn't actually even know it was on the site himself, really. Like he, he suspected there was bad stuff going on. But he didn't look until Elliot looked, so he actually kind of let him, like, get him caught. You know, he, yeah. Elliot. I think it was a really smart move. This. Yeah. Go on then. Why do you think it was a smart move? I think it humanised him a bit more because obviously he's always come across as like a, a friendlyish guy, mm. but with like, and he's he's shown a bit of a menacing side, but he always has the other guy there to do the actual bad shit. Whereas this proves that like he had a moral code and he just his morals went as far as allowing him to ignore it but once he was aware that was it yeah um i'm not necessarily suggesting this to be the case and i'm sure if i go back and watch the last few episodes i'll see evidence to prove that it's not but i do think there's a deliberate like mirroring with uh, ray and his uh, muscle i don't know his name but you know muscle mm. guy as if that's his Mr. Robot. Now, I'm not suggesting he actually is in his head, and he does switch personality, but I just there was a weird way how he, like, he got him to leave the room before he sort of became friendly Ray again. And just the way he comes in and deals with these things, the way Mr. Robot would deal with things. I think what it is, it's, it's the same thing that Mr. Robot does in general. It's the way people react and act around different sets of people. So it's like, you know, if you're with like, a group of friends, you'll act one way, but then around, say, your parents... People tend to act differently. I think it's that, but taken to the extremes. And he's not willing to do nice things with the other guy because obviously it would damage his reputation with him. But he he can't do too bad things either because that's why he's there. Hmm. You can you can see the mirroring, though, the way yeah, like the way he comes out, comes in, the way he'll he'll. And I'm not suggesting that he actually has make believe, but it just it, it did occur to me in this episode especially. Yeah. Um, especially since we don't see the muscle again, once yeah, once he leaves and the FBI can buy, um, yeah, that, that was, was a blatant sign for me actually that we were about to get this revealed. Was when he, Elliot comes out of the house and he like the FBI just stops and he's like, just wait here just now. As yeah, if, like, like as nothing. if he knows he's meant to be there, but he's not yeah. there to like, he's not thinking he's like a suspect. He's like, oh, you're meant to be here, just wait here just now. Yeah, it was very, again like that. That was very blatant this episode. Before the reveal. Yeah. I think there was one really nice touch in that scene for me, actually. It was not the first instance of this in this episode, but there was a lot of uh, religious iconography in this. Oh, yeah, there was tons of it, yeah. But, and we'll get to the main bulk of it, I'm sure. But in this particular scene, I thought it was really nice and subtle, because it's after Ray's made his decision, he knows what's happening. And it focuses on him still, and he's to the left, but he's looking to the side. And there's a crucifix, but it's out of focus. So it's like, it's. I thought it was a really clever way of like saying like that it helped him. Like, like it, maybe he is a man of faith, and that's part of why he's done his decision. But 
not the entire reason. That's why it was obscured still. Hmm, maybe. Um, I actually just thought that scene was really beautifully shot. The, the way it kept like going back down to the chess pieces, the way it had the blinding light from the, the, the window, sort of yeah. silhouetting them almost. And then you had the very classic King falling as the as he comes down, you know. Hmm. So, uh, no, it was a really po- poetically done scene, but in terms of visuals, music, everything just kind of... Yeah, um, all comes together, don't it? All, all came together. So, uh, now, I think the bigger... The bigger revelation in this episode, I think, because obviously we'd all been predicting the prison sort of scenario and we'd, we'd been guessing all this. Leon, the sneaky bugger, uh, is a part of the Dark Army. Yeah. Or if he's not a direct part of the Dark Army, he's at least been employed by the Dark Army to look out for Elliot in the prison. Yeah, it was interesting because just before he said anything... Before he actually shows up there, the uh, the guys attacking him reference him. And it's like, right, well, that puts to bed all the people who are saying that it's in his head. right? That That's that mm, theory completely yeah. squashed there. And then it's like, well, never mind that, like, more subtle reference. Because, you know, 20 seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 20 seconds later. When you see White Rose, <laughs> tell, tell, tell him I did you a solid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that, that that was really interesting. That, that was like the the big thing that came out of nowhere. I was like, oh shit, okay, right, that's interesting. Uh, also, you'll get a letter on Tuesday, which obviously is part of his release. So yeah. the Dark Army can pull some strings, certainly. Uh, I do want to say that scene where Leon shows up and shanks all the dudes with a knife is my one potential problem on a technical level. On a technical level, okay. The sound for the knife, like it sounded like a much bigger blade. It sounded like a sword almost, rather than a short little. It's only like a few inches long. I don't think that's a fair complaint, and I'll tell you why I don't think it's a fair complaint. Well, this is what I was going to say potentially, and I was going to say the only way I can think out of it is this is all from Elliot's perspective still. Yeah, everything's heightening it. Yeah, everything's a lie. Like yeah, like his entire surroundings in this scene is still a lie. So yeah, I don't think that's a fair complaint because I don't think it's. I don't think I don't think they picked that sound effect to be accurate. I think they. So you think it was a much bigger blade, like, potentially, or that it was just him heightening it. we're not seeing the reality. Yeah, I think it's just Elliot heightening it, or maybe yeah, maybe he's got a machete for all I know. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But, like, no, I, I think that again, I think that was the other standout scene was the, the potential, um, raping and the the mass shanking of yeah. uh, all these prisoners. That was yeah. really good stuff. Um, so there's a little bit Elliot and his, uh, his therapist and they revealed, of course, that they were, in fact, at a, a table in a, a visiting area in a prison. Yeah. I, I, wonder, I wonder, actually, um, if Darlene was referencing the prison guard when she said she-devil. Before, hmm. Because it'd be weird that it would always always be the that one female guard who would be with him. Maybe maybe it is. I don't know. I'm maybe just... maybe uh, it seems routine that it's her because she was the one who put him in at night and said, "I'll see you in the morning." Yeah. Like we saw in the first episode, it was the exact same dialogue, so it implies it was her. Maybe maybe she's there five days a week, and when Darlene usually goes, she's the one that's there. 
uh, on that one the, day. It was the weekend, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, no, you may be right. Um, Alright, uh, Tyrell is totally alive. Uh, Mr. Robot is lying about that. Oh, absolutely. There is not a chance in hell Tyrell is just simply dead. No, it's too he, easy. I mean... I mean, if he was dead, it would open up another mystery about who's sending Joanna all the uh, all the gifts and things. Yeah, and who was on the... I mean, was the phone call real still? This is... I'm inclined to say it was, but it's really more of a hunch than it is anything else. That's what I mean. I, I'm still inclined to think it was real. It looked like a, it was still a, a prison phone just distorted through the, the lens of Elliot's reality. But there's no reason to think the actual call didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, I think the call, because I mean, you, you would get phone calls once in a while. Like, yeah, you know. Um, so no, yeah, I, th- I think the call did happen. Uh, you could argue that he was on the phone but didn't hear anything, and it was all in his head. But I think uh, you could. But the, my problem is at that point we were shown the very distinct Elliot was in control and Mr. Robot was there. Like this season, it's been very clear who's in control at what time I think. I never said I thought that, I was just saying you could argue. No, 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 but if he could just, if he, why would he just imagine it without Mr. Robot planting that in there? I know, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm speculating. Okay. Um, uh, so that, that, yeah, so that was a big point at the start of the episode. We actually, it started with a flashback to, just a small flashback with Joanna and Tyrell before, just as he was getting his job at Evil Core. Yeah. Um, so, it uh, wasn't too much there. We get a little bit of Joanna with her boyfriend, and the only thing that really comes out of that is that she is uh, going to get a divorce from her missing husband, which I, I guess after a certain amount of time you're allowed to um, yeah. get a one-sided divorce because they're, they're missing and presumed dead or whatever. Yeah. It also had the incredibly stylistic opening shot, you know, where she gets the, the paint thrown on her and she screams. And she screams, but it's silent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that was such a good shot. Good. Also, there's something really weird about an image of a like a mother with her baby, but she's covered in what looks like blood. I know it's not blood, but it's that image. It's, it's, that's the point, isn't yeah. it? Uh, so, no, nah, that, that was interesting stuff. I don't have much to really uh, say about it. Let's, let's shift over to Angela, who, of course, was committing a bit of a heist. Uh, <laughs> well, kind of a heist. She wasn't really stealing anything, but, uh, but she obviously ended with Dom coming to speak to her last week because Dom was suspicious that she'd seen her on the floor and she came to talk to her and this was a really like you know butt was clenched throughout the entire thing Jesus Christ yeah type of scene because Dom's asking these questions and you're like and Angela's been kind of smart she's like oh I was making plans with uh, Agent and she she knows his name and she says it and, and then she goes how do you know each other and she's like shit and then she quickly changes the conversation. And it shows you in the next scene we see with Dom and they realise that all the security footage has been like erased or corrupted and she's like, right, search Angela Mossy's uh, computer. She's probably it's wiped like, it, but search it anyway. Like, she's immediately, it's like, it's her. Like, it's like she knows. She knows. She can't prove anything, but she knows. I think she's shaping up to be a very solid adversary for F Society. Yes. Uh, uh, meanwhile, uh, if society dropped the balls in the uh, in the, uh, was it the Senate, Senate meeting? Senate, yeah. Whatever, yeah. Um, amusing, all the same. But back to Angela, because Angela did a bit of a, a weird turn in this episode. She she tried to, she negotiated the 
the lawsuits with everyone who was like suing for everything that happened to her mother and Elliot's father back in like the nineties, and she went to see her father to tell him about it, and he was dead set against it, but it didn't matter because she already got like two thirds of the the, yeah. the people who were suing that there was a you know it was a party lawsuit, and she then negotiates. She she's done a good thing for Evil Corp, so she then negotiates with Philip to get transferred over to the risks like management like department uh all seemingly so that she can start looking through all of the records about everything that happened back in the 90s and it's so transparent and speaking of butt clenching scenes see when she like gets into that meeting with the the and directors she opens her fucking mouth like even, a even stupid cunt even before she opens her mouth even even before she opens her mouth I knew she was going to open her mouth, and it made the whole thing uncomfortable to watch because I knew she was going to say something. And it was just like that uh, scene that the the Chinese consulate, like a few episodes ago, mm. when Dom spoke. But even worse, because everyone at the table was like, "You're not a director." But it, it just like dead silence. It's ah, oh, it's painful to watch. Yeah, um, and you can see it coming. And again, it's another example of Angela this season trying to be smart and kind of falling flat on her face she she it's it's um she says to darlene you always thought you were you guys were smarter than me hmm. and this is why <laughs> actually it's funny you bring that scene up because i thought it was really interesting that she brings up that she used to watch that movie with uh mm. elliot and darlene as a kid and that it didn't click when she started seeing the mask yeah. Until, you know, later and I'm like, Oh that's really interesting. I mean obviously we never knew she'd seen that, so we never questioned it, but like this idea that in her memory she actually had the the information to place Elliot and Darlene as part of this. Hmm, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Uh so I mean I think ultimately Angela will in some way like go back to F Society for help because she's not really gonna gonna get anywhere. Um Do you know what, there was something with the uh the, the shooting, the camera work. This this show uses a lot of headroom, yeah, like a lot of headroom. It, yeah. it always has. But that scene where she's talking with Philip, you know, where she, where he's saying about his his birthday. Mm. My God, there's there's never been a case of there being any more headroom than that. Oh yeah, that was like and really I, it, low down the frame. It feels like it's trying to show that she's pushing into something bigger, but she's literally just the tip. Yeah, because they have that big blue painting behind them. Yeah, it's like literally tip of the iceberg. And she's just like, yeah, poking her head into it, and she she thinks she's got things sus, but she's like, she's a small fish in an ocean right now. Yeah, Um, such a clever, clever piece of camera work. uh, So, yeah, so Angela fuck up counter, but at least two this season, probably more, but two that I remember specifically. Two major ones. Yeah. Um, That said though, this was far more interesting and compelling than the previous fuck up. Which is when we were saying that Angela was kind of the weakest part of the show. Yeah. Um, whereas now, at least, what she's doing is a lot more... Uh, well, compelling. I said it. Compelling. I, I can't think of another yeah. one. No, compelling. it is. It's it's just much more interesting to watch and follow. Yeah. Uh, so, have I, have I missed anything? We have F Society, all the Elliot stuff. Nah, a couple of things. Um, a couple of things on the Elliot stuff. Okay. One, now that we know this is a prison, not a mental institution... Mm-hmm. What was he imprisoned for? I think it could be a, a, a decent, important question because obviously mm. we don't know. 
I, I ponder. I ponder that he still might have turned himself in for something. I'm just not entirely sure what. Because it wouldn't have been the hack, because there's no way he'd be getting out. No. If it was the 9-5 hack. Um, what? That's, that's the thing. It could have, I mean, to, to be honest, all the hacking he does in general is illegal. He, he could have turned himself in he for any of that. He could have done some of the smaller one. You're right, he could have. Um, it could be a part he played in something else last season. Uh, you know. No, uh, I, I still feel like it was voluntary, because he talks about the uh, the regiment was supposed to help, and like, you know, when he's burning it all. Hmm. And it's like this was supposed to be a cure. And yeah, it still yeah. was his I, I, choice. I think it was. Yeah, whatever it is, I think he turned himself in. Mm. What what he actually turned himself in for? I, I maybe it doesn't matter. Like maybe it doesn't. We'll never know. But it just strikes oh. me as interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, we didn't really talk about the religious scene where he's in the uh, uh, yeah. meeting, and the the group leader thinks. Or is talking about Jesus and thinks he's kind of talking about Jesus, like almost the like almost the entire time. That's what she's talking about. Yeah. But he's talking about Mister Robot, and that's why I think it's funny when he looks up at the cross, but he's standing in front of it and he turns around. And, and then, it. see, that's where the thing, that's where the scene gets really interesting for me. Is after that, then it does the switch when Mister Robot starts talking back. It's like which one of them is the Jesus and which one of them is the disciple? Because when Elliot's talking, he's very clear that he thinks he's. The disciple, he's looking up to Mr. Robot when he looks at Jesus, right? Oh, yeah, and then he talks to him about being a leader, yeah. But that, yeah, and then it does this reverse, and it's like, well, which is actually the reality in this metaphor? Well, I think Elliot's the person. like you know. Elliot's the person, sure. So I think the whole idea is he is the leader, and he should be, but he's unsure of himself, he's got all these issues, Mr. Mm. Robot's a coping mechanism. I don't think for a second Mr. Robot actually is the leader. I think Elliot thinks he is, or thinks he was. Yeah. But I think Elliot should be the leader, and that's, I mean, that's why Mr. Robot's even telling them, you are the leader, you need to lead. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what it is, but I just find it really interesting the way it, frame, it frames Mr. Robot as the Christ figure for probably a good like half of that scene. That entire conversation that that Elliot's having with the counselor, because Mister Robot, in a sense, in essence, is a coping mechanism for Elliot to actually utilize his potential because he's not consciously willing to do certain things. Yeah. Well, not the right or wrongs completely, uh, you know, <laughs> up for debate. But that's you know that's what Mister Robot really is. So, um, no, I think Elliot's supposed to be the leader. At least Mister Robot believes Elliot's the leader. And Elliot amusingly doesn't believe it himself, even though he technically has Mr. Robot as well. That's that's what's interesting, yeah, because he believes Mr. Robot's the leader. It's like, I mean, could that could come up again and, and pose some interesting stuff. It could do, but he's getting out. He is. And I wonder what he will be doing next week. That's the question. This is, this is going to be the first time all season we see Elliot in the real world. Where does he go first? Which is exciting. Uh, I don't know where he goes first, but you'd imagine that he will go to Darlene and F Society. One would think so. But uh, uh, Dom, I imagine, will be his nemesis. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like Angela is going to be the weak link here that gets them in trouble. Hmm. Yeah, that could be true. Yeah, yeah, and then Elliot has to deal with the fact that he has to either save Angela. Or maybe 
sacrifice Angela for the vision of of yeah. FSA. Yeah. Hmm. Well, only time will tell. As Mr. Robot, guys, let us know what you think in the comments below. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. It helps us out a lot. Thanks very much for watching, guys. We will see you next time.